Ironside Infused Library of Dr. Ron B. Smith Jr. Oh yeah. That's like uh that's like the, the theological commentary version of Young Living Essential Oils. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys know anything about that. If your wives uh, are infusing the house with uh oils smell, H. A. Ironside. If you don't know anything about him, man, go check him out. Man, that's a great intro, Ronnie, because these guys need to hear about um H. A. Ironside. But yes. His books are phenomenal, and my office is infused with them. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good way to say that. Well, all right, welcome. Here we are, episode six. Now, we're talking about Valentine's Day, Uh-oh. and if 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 my timing is right on this, we're dropping this on the 14th. So maybe in good man fashion, we're choosing to all of a sudden talk about Valentine's Day on the day. Mm. You probably should have started getting ready for it last week, but regardless. Or, or at least by 10 minutes ago. Or 10 minutes ago. Or maybe if you're listening to this on the drive to work, we're reminding you today is Valentine's Day and do something for your girlfriend, do something for your fiance, do something for your wife. Obviously, we're going to talk about how those expressions would happen, like, Maybe you don't do the same thing for your wife that you do for your girlfriend like it needs to. Anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, how here's what we're going to talk about in this episode, how to honor your wife. So in this instance, right, uh, we're talking about what does the word honor mean and what does that look like? But, but before we jump into that, let's have a little fun with this. Um, so again, in the room, we've got Jacob Miller, we've got Rodney Kilborn um, in here. All right, so um, let's talk. You guys talk. What is Valentine's Day week weekend? Because it depends on when it falls. It's a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's weird when it's in the middle of the week. Maybe not because sometimes a lot of people aren't able to like go out and do something during on a Tuesday night. So maybe they have done, they've already done that like the weekend before, or maybe it's this weekend coming up. Regardless, what what are some of your traditions? Uh, what are your thoughts like? Maybe it can be funny. I don't. I don't know. Like, here's what you were thinking for Valentine's Day, and here's what she was thinking. Mm. And uh, but regardless, share your thoughts, share her thoughts, share your traditions, share what you've learned about Valentine's Day, what you guys do for Valentine's Day. Maybe it'll spark some creativity um, in somebody else, right? Like, I never thought about that. Um, nonetheless, hopefully, it's an encouragement to them. Um, maybe in, in, their, in their thoughts, but. Who, which, who wants to it's go first? It's got to be Jacob. Jacob's the king of Valentine's Day truth. He, well, he it, owns it. That's just because I got uh, my anniversary the day before. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it's been a, a running thing in my relationship with Rayleigh that, like, um, we went out on our first date on Valentine's Day. Wow. And then we um, got engaged on Valentine's Day. Wow. And then we got married the day before Valentine's Day the following year. Wow. So it's a big thing in our relationship. So we always, you know, do something fun. And um, so we always go out and get each other gifts and all that kind of stuff. So it's something where I get her, you know, flowers, chocolates. We go um, out to dinner and all that kind of stuff. And and again, it might not be on exactly 
um, yeah. Valentine's Day, um, but right. it, it might be here and there. Mm-hmm. Man, what's that look like? You don't have to tell us, right? Maybe you don't want to spoil, spoil the surprise, but now that you've got a little dude in the picture, <laughs> right? This is your first Valentine's Day. So remind me again, I apologize. Well, you guys dated for what, seven years? Was it seven years before you were married or seven years before you were engaged? Do you remember? I think it was six years. Wait. You were high school sweethearts, so the story is nothing but a Valentine's story, right? I mean, the first date yes. on the Valentine's weekend. It was either six or seven years before we got married. I can't remember right now. So, I mean, there's a decent history there. Basically, you guys are high school sweethearts, so you've had all these. So, before marriage, you had at least six or seven Valentine's days in yes. terms of dating. Um, uh, and, of course, your engagement and, and marriage. This will be the first Valentine's Day where you're like, child care secured for little Benjamin. Yes. For sure. You, you literally passed the note that said, <laughs> do you like me? Check yes or no. Like that happened. Exactly right. Like he literally did that. Yeah. yeah. He's like the high school sweetheart Valentine story here. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's but, like great American pastime. Isn't it? That's yeah. like a novel. Somebody's yeah. going to write a novel on that. I have no idea. Uh, Miller Hill, The Love of Rayleigh and Jacob. Does that not sound like a <laughs> book? I have no idea. Anyway, there is a thing called Miller Hill, by the way, but whatever. Um, Jacob can tell you about that in another podcast. Rodney, what what about you? Um, well, I'll know a little bit more about that after the podcast is over and I have some time to plant. No, <laughs> oh, I, my gosh. I We, you know, we're not, we kind of try to avoid the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 4x pricing of valentine's day so we'll pick a, a the day or you know weekend or whatever on either side of it or and right. just try to set that aside um and try to not to make it as much about things as, as it yeah. is and you know it's like let's do valentine's day all the time but you know is that um, something you and brandy like have agreed on like and you both like you both resonate with that, that yeah yeah, like it's, it's we don't want to. I mean, we want to celebrate it, but we don't want to get caught up in the commercial aspect of it. And yeah, it's, but, it shouldn't be one day. Yeah, right? you know, right. like well, I you know, sweetheart, you know, yeah. we've already done Valentine's Day. What is the problem here? You know, <laughs> no, I mean, you, you know, you're saying that in a jokey manner, and, and rightly so. But that there is there there are guys that say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not a quid pro quo. Got of, it. You know. Uh, I did, and therefore, you know, so we uh-huh. just try to keep it, try to keep it going, always dialogue, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, and if you're married to me, you don't have a lot of choice in that matter. Yeah, right. But, uh, <laughs> How funny. But, but I, actually, this year, um, the interesting thing, she doesn't know it yet, and she's not listening to the podcast, so I'm, right. I'm clear, but I'm actually going to do something for my daughter. Oh wow, that is so. That is so. Yes, yes. You know, first, first you girl, your 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 first man, your daughter learns to love is her father, and so I want right. her to learn how to be treated, and so right. I really want to start that tradition this year. Doggone it! That's an excellent point. I didn't even write that into the podcast, but of course, the title is "How to Honor Your Wife." But that's so true. That's so true, guys. If you have daughters, and some of you are already thinking about it, you know. Um, exactly right. Date, date them, if you will, like take them on a daddy daughter date, um, during this weekend. Uh, now I will say this, um, I learned like do uh, celebrate your wife first mm-hmm. and then your girls, yep. um, show them the priority. Um, but anyway, that's a whole nother podcast, but that's an excellent, excellent point. All right. So here's the mindset behind this. So we just kind of talked, um, you know, Valentine's traditions. What do we do? What do we think? It's actually 
not a whole lot about Valentine's. This this podcast isn't. Mm. It's what we're learning. And Rodney alluded to it. It's like we we do Valentine's every day, if you mm. will, so so to speak. What, what you know what we mean by that? But we're talking here on how um, to honor your wife. All right. So there's that one word that I chose, and I don't want you to miss it. It's the word honor, mm. and it's in First Peter chapter three. I use this probably at least once a week. And because I'm in marriage counseling or pre-marriage counseling, I'm, all, I'm, I'm literally always talking to some guy about marriage. Like today, I actually have an appointment about marriage. And so at least twice a week, I'm, I'm meeting with somebody, phone, text, um, or in person on this. Now, 1 Peter chapter 3 says to honor your wife, okay? It says to honor your wife. Now, guys, let me just help you out here. This this isn't rocket science um, on, on what I'm about to share with you. Um, if you want to see this for yourself, um, if you have it, you know, a, a chance to go onto the internet, use Blue Letter Bible. Mm. Blueletterbible.org is a really sound study tool. And you can go in there. So what I do, and what I've done here, it's right in front of me, is I went in and literally Googled that verse, and now it shows you what's called a lexicon. A lexicon breaks down the word, and there's what's called Strong's, okay? A guy by the name of, I forget his first name, Harry Strong, Henry Strong, somebody. I kind of forgot his name. Anyway. I, I kind of like Harry. Right. <laughs> anyway, he wrote a thing called Strong's Concordance. This guy went through the entire Bible and broke down every word and assigned a letter like Strong's G5092. For instance, if if you just want to type that in, Strong's G5092, hmm. um, that's a direct reference. I, so for years before we had the internet, I actually have his book. The book is like five and a half inches thick. And every time a word is mentioned in the Bible, and even verse by verse, he breaks down every possible word um, to show you um, the meaning, the pronunciation, the part of speech, the root word, like it's etymology. So here's why I'm telling you that's a good resource, just by the way. So we don't want to just teach you about how to honor your wife as, as often as I can kind of show you how to study the Bible. This is a great tool on studying the Bible. Mm. Attached to uh, Blue blue Letter, you, you, you click on resources and tools for each word, but there's commentary attached to that. Yeah. And the commentators that are resourced within the Blue Letter um, website are solid, solid teachers, yeah. okay? Um, so you're not going to go wrong um, on this website. But here's what that word honor means. The title of the podcast is How to Honor Your Wife. Listen to what this word means. Assigning value by which the price is fixed. Wow. So yeah. you're honoring your wife by you're telling her, you're describing to her with your words, with your attitude, with your your commitment, with your covenant, with your actions, what you are describing to her is her absolute value. Mm. It's of the price itself. All right, so hang on, stop. Before we ever get in, we have 14 points to talk through really fast. <laughs> Before we ever get into the 14 points of February 14th, <laughs> kind of done by design there, but whatever. All right. So before we ever get into that, here's the deal. How you treat your wife is how she interprets how you're communicating value. Yeah. Mm. That's this podcast in short. So you may think you're talking to her um, in a certain way or treating her a certain way. And then when maybe she comes back to you or she's critical or she's negative or she's nagging, and your immediate response is, don't be you know, so critical. 
Well, um, something of no value, like a squeaky wheel, is going to get the noise. If you're not, if you're not literally treating her of value, she's not going to um, act or be of a person of value. Okay, yeah. so now it's also honor your wife. It also speaks to of the price paid or, or, or that thing bought. So in the Bible, remember the Bible tells husbands to love your wives as yourself. You love yourself. Christ loves. I love the church. Loved church. the church. <laughs> Right. So what you're doing is you're literally you're literally communicating value based upon what Christ did for her. Okay, so this word honor is heavy, but it's valuable. I mean, literally. All right. So we're what we're trying here's another way to say it. When we say how to honor your wife, we're literally saying how to crown her as a person of invaluable worth. How to crown your wife as a person of invaluable worth. Hmm. When the Bible says that you and I are to love our wives as Christ as Christ died for the church, how priceless is a soul? It's priceless. Mm-hmm. So you and I have to have to learn how to love her. So jokingly, I actually did premarital counseling, uh, marriage counseling years ago. Years ago. It's like probably, honestly, probably like my third marriage counseling appointment. I was like 27. I don't know, whatever. And so we're sitting there, and she kind of said it tooth, tongue in cheek, right? And um, we're talking there, and they were their their marriage was a wreck. And she literally quotes the Bible. She goes, "Well, the she looked at her husband. She goes, well, the Bible says you're to love me as Christ loved the church. He gave his life.' She goes, "I'm waiting on you to die." <laughs> <laughs> like she was that mad at him. Oh man, she was like, "Fulfill that." <laughs> wow. I mean, but she obviously misquoted the Bible. But that's how mad she was. Anyway, what we're going to learn today is how to honor, how to communicate extreme invaluable worth mm. um, to your wife. And we're using 1 Peter chapter 3. All right, here they are. Ready? 14 things. We're going to knock these things out, guys. You ready? Number one, we're, we're literally using the front sight motto. You have to be faithful, focused, and fearless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so faithful, focused, and fearless aren't just terms that are assigned to men in front sight. They are. Like, we need men who are faithful. We need men who are focused. And we need men who are fearless. But hang on. Your wife wants a man who is faithful, who is focused, Mm -hmm. and who is fearless. Your wife wants that. And when she sees that in you, how she views you in value increases how she sees herself in value. Don't ever right like so. My dad said, barring a golf analogy again, if I if you play with duffers, you're going to play like a duffer. So the quality of people you hang out with, well, that sort of determines how you feel about yourself. Well, how your wife sees you, and in some retrospect way, determines her value. Okay, so look, here's what I mean by that: Don't make her responsible for your life or happiness. Mm-hmm. How many guys do that? The classic 1950s model of the husband's coming home, the kids are, the wife's in a dress, the kids are in suit and ties, and the girls are in dresses, and the newspaper is by the recliner, and a hot dinner is on the table. I'm digging this so far. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll be honest, me too. (laughs) Raina knows that. Words of affirmation, acts of service are my five love languages, but that doesn't mean I leverage them against her. But that's what I mean. I'm not making Raina responsible for 
my life or for my happiness. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when the Bible says to honor her, number one, you have to look to Jesus to fulfill that promise. I can never 100% fulfill all of Verena's longings and needs. Now, I'm there to be a help meet. So as God is working in her life, I am to help identify, then help her meet those goals. But it's not up to me to do that to her, and it's not up to her. So if you're if you're at, if you're waiting on your wife to fulfill everything of you before you in turn give value back to her, guys, it'll never happen, mm-hmm. right? But I can tell you this: the more you sacrificially give and showing honor to her, well, then the more she's going to feel free to give, right? Yeah, to you. In other words, here's the here's the goal in that: seek Christ first um, for yourself. Like the closer you are to God the closer your wife will feel like getting to you yeah. mm-hmm. because she knows when you, when you come to God, you're already vulnerable. You're already obedient. You're already submissive. But if you're already, um, if you're already sort of assumed a posture of, um, honey, you're here to meet my needs. That puts her on the defensive. Like nobody wants to come to something. They're uncertain of how they will respond. Let me say that again. Nobody wants to approach someone, be near to someone when they're uncertain how they will respond. If you've hit a dog once, if you'll just simply halfway monitor that gesture, that dog cowers back. If if you've sort of barked at your wife once, believe it or not, she's going to remember that and just sort of not want to come close to you and, and be, you know, right? Okay, so be faithful, be focused, be fair. Here's number two. Encourage her gifts and abilities. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this question, guys. Do you know what your wife's gifts are? Do you know what your wife's abilities are? So before we actually jumped into the podcast, I was telling Rodney, of course, Jacob, you know, kind of where we were headed in the start. And Rodney Rodney shared that illustration. He goes, listen, I know for, for and I hope I'm not stealing your thunder down the line, so I won't share the whole story. Um, but he basically said, this is what makes Brandy happy. Like when we go out as a family and it's going out to do X, but it's really a time for her in photography. It's a time for her to, so the kids are out having fun doing this, but while we're there, my wife is actually able to express her gift, and that's relaxation. She's with the family, but she's at that moment kind of by herself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what your wife's gifts and abilities are? Your wife is gifted in talent. Encourage her. So many guys do not, believe it or not, do not encourage their wives to pursue their talents, gifts, and abilities. Wow. I'm blown away by that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they just don't have time. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they think it'll be a sacrifice of time. Maybe they think they'll lose time from her. But Maybe they're insecure. About oh. the fact that they are gifted and more talented, you know. I have seen that. I have I have one hundred percent seen that. Absolutely. So, guys, here here's how you honor, value your wife, encourage her a bit. Here's number three. Okay, respect her opinion. Mm-hmm. Be the kind of man that wants to know how she feels about things. Now, Rodney kind of introed this next point, because I'm going to be honest, that that speaks to your insecurities. If you're not ready to handle what your wife, how she shares her opinions, well, maybe you're not ready to receive criticism. Maybe you're not receive, ready to receive something out outside of your thought. Listen, married almost 29 years to Raina. Um, gosh, we're what, four months away from that? Three months away being married 29 years? Um, 29 years. Oh, my gosh. Have there been a, t- have, have there been a clash of opinions in our house? Absolutely. I mean, that's just natural and um, and normal. I mean, when it comes to like how to design the house, wallpaper or paint, this color or not, um, where to go eat, um, choice of clothing. I mean, yep, come on. Yes, there's been a difference of opinions, but you have to learn how to respect her opinion, okay? Ask her 
Um, what is she reading? What is she receiving from her teaching? Mm-hmm. What is she I'm telling you right now, the way you learn what her opinion is going to be before she ever gives her opinion is is learn to ask these questions ahead of time. Yeah. What are you reading? What is your quiet time? What are you learning from that teaching? What is God speaking to you right now? That right there will tell you where her headspace is. The more you're you're talking and asking those questions, then when she gives her opinion, you're ready for it. Yeah. You're not surprised by it. Now, when she gives you an opinion on something, honor it. Mm. Don't demean it and don't dismiss it. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, I know there's a thousand questions coming up right now. You're going, Pastor Ron, right now we have differences of opinion in raising our children. When her opinion is X and we're in the middle of discipline or communication, I just know down deep inside that Shut her opinion. Down. Have her put on the dress. All right. <laughs> Right? Like, I know her opinion's, like, off. Okay, well, in that moment, like, if kids are present, um, you guys just need to say, okay, all right, I I, I, I can see some talking points on that. Mm. That's acknowledging that what she said has value, but it didn't didn't full-on say, okay, I'll agree to that, and it didn't go into an argument. It just said, I can see— You're just flat-out wrong. Yeah, right. Oh, where does that go, right? It acknowledges— I can see some talking points on that. Um, how about you and I later? This would be a great discussion for you and I offline. So I know when I say this that it, it goes a thousand different directions, and it's not just about parenting. I mean, right now I'm dealing with a young couple that is working through um, very unhealthy uh, in-law and parental involvement. Mm. And so I know that as a young couple and sometimes even, you know, well, it doesn't really matter your age when you're married. If, if in-laws just try to step in and impose or or whatever, I mean, immediately that that's there's there's going to be opinions. And whomever's in-laws, um, it might be, right, that in, that person can get defensive or go on the offensive. And so, again, I know there's a thousand different ways what I just said could go. And trust me, we're going to try to deal with all of these um, in, in multiple episodes. But here's what I'm saying validate that you heard what they said. That doesn't mean mm. you necessarily agree with it. Yeah. Like here's a statement that I'm learning, and we say it all the time in our house, and Jacob can attest to this. So my family comes in, and they're like, man, today was this or that, or somebody said this, or I felt this way, or went to class, or went to this or that. Here's what you, here's what I hear Raina say all the time. I get that. Mm-hmm. That's like the first thing she says. She goes, I, I can see that. That doesn't mean she agrees with it. Her and I later are laying down at bed at night, and we're going, all right, how can we help them grow through that emotion? How can we help them grow through that experience? Raina's not saying, like, how you responded was right. How you feel is right. She was validating that what they felt at that moment was to them at least real. It may not have been right, Mm. um, but what it did was it just let them keep talking. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning that. I'm still the dad that comes in. I mean, I can solve that problem oh, yeah. in 1.5 yeah. seconds. We'll yeah. just do this. Like, what's yeah. the big deal? And they're like, well, I really didn't want that, Dad. I just wanted to talk. Like, okay, so learn learn this statement. I get that. All right, that's that was number three, respect to opinion. Here's number four, how to honor your wife. Ask, care, value. Mm. Okay, that's not a sentence. It's three different words when you're together. Learn to share what's on your heart and ask her about hers. Be intentional. 
Be intentional by pay attention to the condition of your wife's heart by asking her important questions. Like if you want to come up with the right conclusion, you have to know how to ask the right questions. Yeah. That's in everything. Yeah, you know what? It's this and the last one. You know what's really interesting in the professional arena. Okay, go there. Yes, go there. You work so hard to ensure, I mean, it's coaching, it's training. I know how you feel. I felt the same way. Let me tell you what I found out right. Don't defend the person that you're mm. that you're teaching or training. Always, you know, lift them up through the through that. And then we go home and we turn it off. 100% like, accurate. Hey, I'm just going to be myself at home. I, if I right. can't be myself, then who am I, right? And then I hear you that. just shut it down and you just turn into a bulldozer. Mm. I yes. always have to fight that. Yeah. That is 100% accurate. Like, okay, so when you're in corporate America and you're in your job, sales, programming, um, uh, you know, trade-based, like if you're an electrician, okay, you want to go and ask the right questions. Like, tell me what's the issue? Where did it, where's it happening? What do you need from me? When you flip on this switch, does this, like whatever those, right. they're asking the questions because they want to come up with the right conclusion. Right. They want the business. They want the job. They want to get paid. Yeah. Why do we not do that at home? It's mind boggling. I mean, in some respects, I get it. It's not work. It's not paying the bills. But yes, that's what I tell a lot of guys. Like, you spend more of your hours doing the right thing in the wrong environment than you do the right thing in the right environment. The mm. right thing at the right environment is at home. Yeah. And learn how to do what you're doing at work. Just come home and do that. But better yet, what you if you can learn to do it better at home, it's going to make you better at work. Mm. Like, you'll know... You'll, all right, if you're selling copiers, most time when you sell copiers, I'm using this as an illustration because I did that in seminary. It, it, I'm not talking to the decision maker. I'm usually mm. talking to the secretary who's going to relay the information to the assistant, who's going to relay the information to the uh, CEO or the, uh, the, the, the manager, yeah. who's then going to relay the information to the financial guy who's going to make the decision, can we? I'm way down the list talking to the secretary. If the more questions I ask her... I'll know how to present it because I'll say, well, if she's about to walk into and share this, what questions are they going to ask? What do they need to know? I'm going to be better at approaching the mm -hmm. secretary. Yeah. I'm going to be better at approaching the homeowner. Like whatever job you're in. And I valuing can, her influence. And valuing. In exactly. So actually what you do at home, and this is so biblical, Deuteronomy 6, mm. what you do at home actually makes you better in the community. Proverbs yeah. 31, right? Because the wife learned how to honor her husband. Um, you know, she and he looked good in the city gates. I mean, you can't get any more biblical than this. So pay attention to the condition of your wife's heart. We're talking about how to honor your wife. You with you with you with us, guys? All right. That was number four. Ask, care, value. Here's number five. Use your words to build her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your words can either build her up or tear her down. Now, this one we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on. We should know this by now. Uh, we knew we learned this in third grade. Yeah. Right. If I want somebody off my back, I just talk mean to them. Like in third grade, we learned how to bully, ridicule, manipulate. We learned how to be mean. Yeah. Right. Like I never understood this statement when I was in school. Was in third grade. Your mama wears combat boots. Did you ever hear that, Rodney? Like, why? I don't. I still don't understand that to this day. Like, I don't know if you guys heard that. It was like, oh man, your mama wears combat boots. And I know everybody's going. I've heard so many your mom jokes. So yeah, you just, know now some some mom jokes did want to make you fight, 
But that one, I was like, well, no, my mom doesn't wear combat boots. That's kind of dumb. But or, anyway. Or, or and. Yeah, right. <laughs> and. All right, so we know this one. All right, so guys, remember, no matter if you build with your hands, no matter if you build with your head, like if you're a computer programmer, if you're putting systems together, if you're an architect or an engineer, or if you build with your back, you know, like like you're out there laying the block, laying the brick, you know, running wire, yeah. or if you build with, you know, if you build with your hands, whatever, all of us build with our words. Yeah. And so, so become better at knowing how to build your wife with words. And trust me, watch how she responds with each word that you use to build her. You'll literally watch her posture change. You will. And her self-esteem and her security and her value. Okay? Use your words. Here's number six. All right, I love this one. Mm-hmm. I like this one. Be the guardian and the gardener mm. of your home. Yeah. Here's what I mean. All right, you have to guard your home against evil and um, anything that will dishonor your family. Probably 90% of the guys I'm talking to right now have some type of armed response in your home for intruders, whether it's a a home security system, whether it's a weapon of choice, or whether you're like Bruce Lee and your weapon's your hands, you know, whatever. Like you've probably already thought through if, if, if somebody breaks in, if something bad happens, like I'm ready. Yeah. All right. So, but are you guarding your home against um, evil? Are you watching what your what your wife watches? Yeah. All right, so I have a lot of husbands that the wives, oh man, I hope I can say this. The wives still read books that aren't appropriate, like those Harlequin romance novels, if they're still out there. They read magazines, like People Magazine, Us Magazine, that's nothing but gossip and trash. They're, they watch The Bachelor. Like you're married and you're watching a show called The Bachelor. It's trashy. Yeah. It's how many people can I sleep with until I find the right one that I think I want to sleep with. Mm. Now, listen, I'm picking on some stuff right now. Listen, I know mm. right now you're going, oh, man, Pastor Ron, I kind of like watching The Bachelor too. Some of those women are kind of hot, even though that's why I watch it with my wife, because I kind of like watching some of the skankiness with myself. Stop. Right? Are you guarding what's what's coming into your home? Mm. So we know about the guardian. What about the gardener? Okay, so guardian means you're either eliminating stuff or you're not allowing stuff. That's the guardian. Well, you can't just live in a vacuum. You have to plant stuff in your home. So as you eliminate stuff by being a guardian, you fill your home. Learn to fill your home with God's grace. Learn to fill it with God's word and other spiritual values in the home. Like, And this is more than like, a framed word art of scriptures in your house, which I'm not against, but it's more than that. Go back to using your words. Dad, it's it's learning to speak words of grace over your home. Like you should be, when you pray with your kids at night, or even if you don't pray with them at night, if, if there's a time when you pray over the dinner table, say words like this. Like, Lord, right now we pray grace over our home. I pray grace in our kids' attitudes. I pray grace in my wife's attitude. I pray grace. I pray for a spirit of forgiveness. I pray for a spirit of flexibility. I pray for a spirit of fun and of laughter and character and communication. And, Father, I also pray a hedge of protection around our house, but also inside our house. Protect our family's unity. Protect our heart for unity. Protect what mm-hmm. we have been blessed with family. Let your children hear those words. Yeah. 
right? So that's one way you speak that, okay? So be the guardian and the gardener. Learn to not allow and learn to eliminate, but start studying what needs to be planted in your house because of what you want to see growing in your house. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've even noticed it with just emoting. Yeah. Like, if if you ever call, like, nobody's hires somebody to run a call center who answers the phone. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> right. What's up? Mm-hmm. And I notice how I gateway a conversation with my wife is how it gets volleyed back. So if I'm like, hey, how you doing? It she picks it up. Yeah. If I'm down in the dumps and I act like it's it's or if she's down and I pick it up she feels more 100% strengthened by that. It's just sometimes even attitude, you got to you got to guard that as well. It's attitude. Exactly right. Exact frame the words with attitude. Okay, so we good on that one number 7. Don't discuss her weaknesses with others. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. Um listen, here's a here's a reminder. You guys are one flesh. Genesis chapter 2. And a husband, a man and woman shall leave father and mother, cleave to one another, and become one flesh. Yes. That means one person. So, um, in essence, talking about her weaknesses is now talking about yours. You need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, d- don't go to others, right? When, when you talk poorly about your wife to others, you're saying it about yourself. Don't don't demean her to other people. Rodney, you and I were talking offline. You had a great comment. Remember what that was about how what what do you what do you say you hear a lot? Oh yeah. You know, in the circle of male confidence or, you know, parental confidence even, sometimes even worse for that, you, you it's it's okay to have that conversation. And I, once you once you breach that hole, right, you can't repair their perspective of your spouse, which means you can't repair, repair their their perspective yes. of you. You've done you've damaged that uh, almost every time permanently. Right. So it, you know, we hear this a lot too. A lot of guys are like, "Look, man, it's my guy's accountability group. This is it's it's, it's bros in the bunker like i mm-hmm. this is this is when i go in okay all right whatever i kind of get that but i don't um i think there needs to be maybe just one person that's probably typically older than you yeah you do need somebody that you can go to for advice and accountability and say i'm really struggling in this area and here's why but if you're just hanging out at a men's group and you're just like, guys, my wife, blah, 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 she's blah, 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 here, blah, she's blah, 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 there. Yes, what Rodney just said, you've already tainted the perspective of her yeah. to those guys, and that's hard to repair. Right. Um, these are conversations you should already be having to yourself. Like just the other day with Raina, I was like, all right, I know this has been going on, this has been going on, we've been busy here, but... You and I need to sit down and talk because here's what I'm feeling. I need to make sure you're feeling this. And I was talking about areas where Raina was like, you know, okay, like you can improve. And I was like, I can improve. That was her and I. Hmm. Nobody else was needed in that conversation. Yeah. 
And when you committed to become one flesh, well, you, well, Pastor Ron, what do I do about her flaws? Accept them and help her work through them. That's what you're given to her for, okay? So don't, please don't discuss her weaknesses with others. Now, yes, if you're in counseling, if a good count, if you're meeting with a good counselor, what they'll do is they will try to meet with you one-on-one and then her one-on-one, and then they'll meet with the both of you together, and then they'll alternate that. That's a good counseling strategy. Um, that's putting... Uh, all the paragraphs together on the same page so he or she has all the story. Okay, that's a great counseling strategy. In that context, yes, you need to share what's going on, but make sure if you're talking about her weaknesses to the counselor, you're talking about her weaknesses in front of her to the counselor when you come back together. Okay, that, 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 that we're not talking about. Here's number eight. Show interest in her projects or passions. So we alluded to that already, like know what those are, but show interest in them. Here's what I learned early on from Gary Chapman. He said this, husbands and wives should not pursue independent passions. You need to have a passions that you're both involved in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that Raina can't be into flower planting because, I, I mean, I, I'm not good at gardening. That doesn't mean that. That just means that Raina knows what she's interested in. And Raina knows like guy things, like she knows that I like to go shooting, and Raina enjoys that too. Raina knows that I like to go hunting, she is good with it, but doesn't really like to go do that. Not because she's against it. She just doesn't prefer to go do that. But I'll go do that. I'll go shooting. Like, I'll go do those things. But more than not, we pursue things that we both like, Yeah. like kayaking, um, for instance. Or believe it or not, yes, both of us like looking at antiques. So we enjoy both going to Renegers and looking at the time period. My point is, on a scale of if there if there's a hundred percent, sixty percent of your passions y'all should be pursuing together, not divide. I see a mm. lot of guys that are into lifting weights and working out, and they'll spend the majority of their time on that. And I get that. Guys night out, girls, ladies night out. Boom. Just focus. Nothing on me, wrong focus with that. On me. But that needs to be lesser than the sixty percent of the time you're pursuing each mm-hmm. other's public uh, pa- or projects and passions. Yeah. Okay. Here's number nine. Speak highly in front of her. And to your children. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We've been in this um, episode right now for a long time, uh, a, a number of minutes. I don't have enough time to talk about this one. So let me just— This me is just, a podcast right here. This is this this point's a podcast. Speak highly of her in front of, uh, of others uh, and, and to, to your children, especially your children. Please, please, please do not demean your spouse, your wife. We're talking about how to honor your wife. Please do not demean your wife in front of your Do not use your children as emotional weapons against one another. Yeah. Your mom just does this, and when she does this, this just crawls up my back, and she knows this is, I've had a heavy day, and, and my load is heavy. And right now, and guys, I'm just telling you right now, the reason why I'm upset is your mom knows better than that. Stop. You got to be strong enough to stop that, right? Don't use your children as your emotional vent. Um, that's not going to help them process family appropriately. Mm. Number 10 how appropriate we're talking about this one. Remember special days. Mm, Like, don't forget moments like birthdays, anniversaries, and other days that are special to your wife. But it's not just those days that happen on the calendar. Like, just remember special days. Like, honestly, if you hear about Raina and I talk about Ron and Raina, we don't really share a whole lot about, like, special days. We, We share about the days, all the other days. Like, remember when we laughed about this. Remember when we met, we were doing this. Like, Earmark those moments um, in your journey, not just those big days. But, yeah, I know it's it's in the movies and all that. Like, oh, the guy, he always forgets the anniversary of the birthday. Okay, well, if that's you, 
work hard at it. I mean, you have a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Put in the put in your phone two days ahead of time. Send yourself a reminder. Okay. Here's number eleven: How to honor your wife. Tell her what she means to you. Mm. Now, for a lot of guys, this may take a lot of thought. Maybe you need help with this. I don't know. But remember, let's go back to the word honor. The word honor means you're communicating price. You're communicating value. All right, let me say it this way. Um, Lord willing, you guys are going to be married for a long time. And you got married, let's say, when you're in your 20s or 30s, or even 40s, okay? And all of a sudden, you're 80. You... You can still come up to your wife and say, you're beautiful. She's smart enough to know she's not as pretty in her 80s as she was in her 40s. She's changed. So you have to learn how to communicate um, beauty and character, beauty and attitude, beauty and commitment. Like when I look at Raina, I look at Raina so different now. Like she, mm. yeah, she still is beautiful to me. Um, and, and on the front of my desk is a picture of her in her wedding dress uh, taken months before we were married. Obviously, she's no longer 25, but she's still beautiful. But when I look at my wife and she's given birth to three children and what she's done through the years for her and I and how she's watched me mature in so many areas and she's put up with me in a lot of it and how she has literally partnered with me in so many church experiences – her commitment to me makes her more beautiful to me than the day I married her. Because I didn't know that about her then. Far far exceeds physical beauty. Far exceeds. Yeah. Right? It, you can't replace it. So tell her that. Uh, guys, you cannot tell her enough how grateful you are for her. Just like when you have a baby, you, you can't love that baby enough. You can't hold that baby enough. You can't spoil that. That baby is so in need of that. You, same, the same applies to your wife. All right, here's number 12. Hang on to your armrest if you're in a truck. Hang hang on to your (laughs) wherever you are. All right, don't push the eject button on this one. All right, here's number 12. Do not compare her to other women. Yeah. Right? Don't do it. Don't say, well, why can't you cook like Betty? Or why can't you make biscuits like my mom? Or, man, the way she does her front yard looks awesome. Oh, my gosh. Like... Don't don't point out how another woman looks, dresses, or treats her husband, or treats her children. Comparing her to other women is the fastest way to demotivate and wound your wife. Yeah, she's your wife, not someone else's, and you were given to her to help her become what God wants her to become, not what you see in somebody else. No, I'm telling you right now, don't even do it. Be loyal to her, and don't you can't compare her, right? There, there's no way you you can compare her to somebody else. I mean, I, you just can't do it. And you chose her, mm-hmm. um, and so in choosing her, help her to become what God wants her to be. We're almost done. You ready? All right. You, you, did you guys survive point twelve? Yes. Yeah. All right. Number thirteen. Do not treat her as a servant. All right. She was given to you as, and I, and I, and I emphasize the word as a help meet. M E E T, not M E A T. She's not your slave. She's not your servant. As a matter of fact, the call on you to show her love is greater on you than it is on her. Yeah. 
we kind of joked about it earlier, but you're the one that's supposed to be actually dying for her. She was never called to die for you. Mm. <laughs> she was called to submit, respect, honor, the same word, but only you were called to sort of speak, show your love to the extent that she knows, right? Yeah, that was right before you walked Jacob and I into the uh, Matthew 22, love your neighbors yourself. Corner. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That was good, funny. That was yeah. good. No, but that is, but you still love your neighbors yourself. I mean that that applies. Yeah, I mean, it still does. A lot of guys still they love themselves but, more than they love love them what their but, wives. But your point of loving her as Christ loved the church that's that's a different whole level different because he was selfless. Hundred percent. So you know, I think it's a lot easier to love somebody like your love yourself. It's a lot harder mm-hmm. to love somebody selfless. You know, selflessly. Now here's the thing: we expect our wives to love us selflessly. Yeah. Right. We do. I mean, as guys, I mean, classic 1950s guy, like we we think the world is marketed where the wife is just supposed to sacrificially give so much to us, and she will, but she'll only give like that if she feels like you're already on that line with her as well. Mm. Yep. Right? Listen, you cannot demand something from somebody that's not there. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot ask something from somebody you've not placed in them. I can't go to the bank right now and draw out a million dollars because I don't have a million dollars in the bank. I can only draw out what I've put in. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And so if I expect respect, did I place respect in her? Am I expecting love? Did I place love? Am I expecting admiration? Did I give admiration? Yeah. <laughs> it's that simple. Don't treat her as a... All right, let's close with this one. Here's Here's my favorite, my favorite one. Learn how to go knee to knee, not toe-to-toe. So many marriages wait till they get to the point of argument. And how true, conflict is a doorway to peace. Like if we handle conflict appropriately, we should learn from it um, and, and sort of move on. It makes us stronger, right? But go knee-to-knee. Now, what do I mean by that? Like sit down and talk things through before you have to sit apart from each other mm. and talk things out. All right, different words. Let me use them one more time. Sit down close to each other, like knee to knee, like you're dating. Like either like you're facing each other and both knees are touching each other, or you're on the couch and you're like knee to knee. Like remember when you were dating, right, kind of a thing, okay? Go knee to knee. That implies more intimacy than conflict. Go knee to knee and talk things through before you are sitting apart from each other on a couch in front of a counselor or a pastor and you're talking things out. Mm. Yeah. You have to learn how to go knee to knee. That's now, that also works for prayer. Exactly I where mean, I was if, headed. If you're praying together, it's a lot harder to have animosity or anger and resentment and bitterness. Exactly. Because you because you're praying in front of an almighty God and to do that would be completely conflicting. Uh, exactly. I'm literally shutting my notes right now because that's exa- that's where we were headed, 100%. Um, so I got a call a few weeks ago from a young man, a young couple that I married. They now live in another state, and they've been married now three years. And he called me, and he said uh, he had some questions about spiritual warfare, blah, blah, blah. But then he said this. He says, Pastor Ron, here's what I've learned. My wife and I are now praying together like we've never prayed before. Mm -hmm. And he said, that has drawn us, that has been our next step in intimacy. 
he what he didn't mean physical intimacy. He says, I see things about her I've never seen before. She sees things about me. And he goes, he goes, we know that you spoke that into us as premarital counseling, but now we're literally practicing it. Yeah. So knee to knee, in its essence, is like, guys, get on your knees and pray for your wife. For sure. Do you know how to pray for Do you know what her prayer needs are? Mm. It, remember, you're given to help her. Well, pray for her to become this. Pray for her to become that. Like whatever that she needs that in your relationship, or that she's struggling to become or praying to become or hoping to be, pray for that. So, guys, go knee-to-knee, not toe-to-toe. I'm telling you right now, if you start with number 14 and work your way down, it'll help 1 through 13. This is how you honor your wife. All right, so here we go, guys. We are all about front sight. We are faithful, fearless, focused. Are you ready? Ready on the right? Ready on the left? All ready on the firing line. Guys, let's make it happen. Honor your wife.